All right, welcome to Dr. Will's Straight to Tape with myself, Dr. Will O'Connor, sports scientist, educator, and endurance athlete. Really what I've created the Straight to Tape for is to minimize the barriers for me to create content to help you, hopefully, because my mission is to, well, it's to educate and inspire. And then really the vision is to create faster athletes and more informed coaches. And as a sports scientist, practitioner, athlete, someone with hopefully lots of experience and knowledge to impart to you, I want to create this podcast and video series to, yeah, help create faster athletes and more informed coaches. I have the podcast with Dr. Matt Miller, aka MTB PhD, the Performance Advantage podcast, and that's more how we create content long form over an hour, whereas I want this to be more succinct and more direct to the point, 10, 20 minutes of questions I'm constantly getting asked around how do I you know, increase uh, revenue in my coaching business to how do I run a faster marathon. So for episode one, I kind of want to get into how and why I'm here and the background of Dr. Will O'Connor, I guess. And if we just, I don't want to get way into it, but we go back to my my adult life, right? Leaving school, straight into university, studying engineering, playing rugby, and I'm pretty much just drinking a lot, <laughs> as you do at university, right? And somehow, honestly, I have no idea how, I managed to scrape through all but one of my papers, my mathematics paper. And at the end, I really realized engineering, uh, probably not for me at that time, and sinking um, a lot of beers and playing rugby, probably not for me right at that time either. So what I want to do is kind of, you know, I'm an adult, I've left home, I want to like change my trajectory in life. And for some reason, I selected triathlon at that point. So I'm about 19, 20 years old. And right around for a lot of people in my generation, as Kiwis, we saw Hamish Carter and Bevan Doherty win gold and silver at the Athens Olympics on primetime TV. It was like 6, 7 p.m. 2004, and we just all watched it happen as a nation. And we saw the aftermath of that, of these just larger than life celebrities in the sport that was just phenomenal. I mean, swimming, biking, and running at ridiculous speeds uh, against the world's best athletes. And we, as Kiwis, came out on top. And that just, it captivated me forever, pretty much. And so fast forward, not that long, really, maybe four or five years. And I decide that's me. I'm gonna I'm gonna do triathlon. I'd always been into running at school, but nothing exceptional. You know, I wasn't placing uh, in the regionals or nationals or anything like that. Just a pretty, just so I was an exceptionally fit rugby player, I guess you'd say. And through that, taking away from engineering, getting into biology, which is I I found that chemistry part and physics part really quite interesting within the engineering, and uh, but preferred to apply it to the to the human body. So I went through that and at the same time as I got into triathlon, I met these guys and we had this group of us, they were all around 20, 18 to 22 years old and we just created this really good group of guys who were keen to study or probably if we did it in order, we were keen to train, study and drink. And so that worked really well because we had our priorities in that order and sorted. So we knew when we needed to party and we knew when we needed to get up 
early and go to the swimming pool. And one of those guys is Mike Phillips. So he is the he holds the record for the fastest Ironman on debut, well under eight hours. And he's also Ironman New Zealand champion. He's got second place there numerous times. So he was one of these guys within our group and we had these other New Zealand representatives amongst other athletes who'd come to Christchurch. I was at Canterbury University to train in, in the off-season, the likes of Andrew Hewitt, Laurent Fidel, and all these other, Chris Gemmell, all these other athletes that you could directly see a pathway to, to just international competition. So for me, that just drew me in and, and motivated me to continue to train. And I had, I guess, like a knowledge base from my lecturers and then also these other athletes with a lot of experience. So I went on to continue to do that. And each year I kind of drank less and less and got more and more uh, into my studies. And so drinking kind of further, furthered its way down my priority list. So from there, I, I met Professor Steve Stannard, one of those people, you know, these people you meet in your life that change, significantly change the way your life is going to play out. So I met this Professor Steve at an event and he had a Massey University Sports Science, School of Sports Science top. And I was like, that seems like something I'd be pretty interested in. So I was wrapping up my degree at the end of the, that year, um, must have been like 2009 or 10, I think, and must have been 2010. And so I went, saw Steve, said, you know, this is who I am, this is what I'm studying. You know, I was getting straight A's. And he goes, we could use someone like you come in and do the summer internship. So I did that around some kind of research thing. We were trying to develop a means of non-invasive testing for blood metabolites. So that's around like doing a lactate test with sweat, essentially using nuclear magnetic resonance. So you really needed, I was well fit for that, you know, with my um, physics and chemistry background, biochemistry, and then my love of sport and application to sport and endurance. So I did that and then I was, I was in love with it and decided to stay on and do my honours there. During that year, I qualified for age group world champs in China, went away and I was like eighth place there or something. I went the wrong way in the swim. My headset was loose on my bike. Um, I learned a lot. That was the first like, that was actually my first trip away out of New Zealand ever. And I was about, you know, 21, 22 years old going to China, Beijing of all places and that, that made me realize, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is just incredible. So I got through my honors year just, and uh, I still I still got first class, but I mean, trying to combine not earning any money, trying to do it in a rather affluent sport and, um, you know, complete your academic studies to the highest level, it, it was for sure challenging. So along after that, I had... Uh, I did really well at this this race, the Auckland Half Ironman. Not the Auckland 70.3 Ironman branded race, which came later, but the Auckland Half Ironman. I got third. I won some money. I even won a bike, actually, just by chance. And I was like, man, this is it. Like, I'm, I'm good enough to make it. Um, and for that last year, I guess I had uh, thought my <laughs> abilities um, were greater than my, my actual abilities. I kind of thought I was near my potential which was a few years down the track so anyway me and a couple other guys hamish hammond kieran mcpherson kieran's still racing competitively you know you might have heard me talk about him seen him on my channel and stuff before he did the length of 
New Zealand's triathlon last year during lockdown. So so we went away to Australia. You know, Kieran's like 19, 18, 19. We go away and we're like, we're going to become professionals. And that was the most valuable trip in kind of my life really around being an athlete because I was able to realize that people take this super seriously as their job. And there's wanting to be a pro and like the lifestyle of being a pro. And then there's being a pro in terms of that's how you make money and that is your salary. So through that year, or I guess it was about six, seven, eight months, we were over on the Gold Coast of Australia and I got to train with some amazing people, learn like just so much about myself and the sport and professionalism within the sport. And I got so overtrained, it was ridiculous. Like I was just, I was training so hard. Any session I was down for, um, harder, more, um, yeah, just trying to work, not having a car, biking everywhere, doing 30 hours a week, not including all my biking commuting. It was it was crazy. I, I don't know if I could, I don't think I've done hours like that since, maybe like once in a cycling camp. And during, during that, I also uh, found like I was putting on a lot of weight because I was trying to not eat fat. Um, despite like all of my knowledge in the area of biochemistry and and sports science, for some reason I had this disconnect around the information. And at the time, Tim Noakes was coming out saying low carb, low carb this, and I was like, this is this just seems preposterous, but theoretically it makes sense. So I gave it a go, and the fat just started like melting off of my body. I had gone, so I'm generally around seventy five kgs you know 73 to 77 depending on the time of the year uh and now probably not even getting up to 77 but at the time i was like going from 80 to 85 and 85 that's 10 kgs heavier than i am now and i wasn't significantly putting on a lot of muscle so i was like there's something in this and so i came back to new zealand for the summer during that time i was just researching i was writing kind of a, a research proposal i guess for this low carbohydrate and the holes in the and the data and the holes in the previous research so i went to steve and said you know i think i think i'd like to do a phd in this topic everything's cyclic in science everything's probably cyclic in in life and the way it comes at uh, the popular culture and low carb had been out before and steve had done it before he'd done a lot of work on ramadan and fasting and if you know anything really about uh, low carbohydrate diets and fasting, it's all kind of a carbohydrate restriction. So they're kind of the same things metabolically, they, they induce a, a similar response. So he was the perfect guy and said, yeah, this is all the information and, and uh, this is how we can, we can get started. So that was me. I decided, you know, being a professional sports person was not for me. What it requires in order to get to that top level where it is your job and you're able to consistently perform and make money you need to dedicate everything to it you can have little side hobbies and um you know maybe you can coach a few athletes to create a, a more consistent revenue stream but you need to really commit to sleeping eating and training and i wasn't prepared to do that i was already coaching a few people and i decided look i'm not i'm not willing to kind of switch off everything um, that I enjoy doing to concentrate on this one thing. So 
I'd made that decision. I wanted to continue to compete to my potential and try and find, you know, my limits within my athletic capabilities, but not at the not at the point where I'm like making money, right? Or it's 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 my sole job. So that that leads yourself to a PhD and research very well because you can get paid, you got the flexibility to do training, and you can just you know continue to really live like a pro athlete really with a lot of resources um all you have to do is like just this ginormous study and you gotta yeah write this bloody thesis which was one of the most challenging things i had done but i'll get on to that and in another episode so through my phd it was just amazing we had such a group great group of people with well my now wife emma crum so emma o'connor and matt miller so that's who I do the performance advantage podcast with. So through that time, I was getting, a, you know, a lot of people come to me asking for various, you know, help with um, their diet or their athletic coaching, how to reach their potential. And I was getting people into my study and I was doing all of this research and I was surrounded with all these people. And I just, I just loved it. And I remember Steve asking me, like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do in your life? Like, what do you want to achieve kind of thing? Big picture question you know and i said i want to do what i'm doing now i just want to make more money yeah it's just at the time we're getting like a twenty-five thousand dollars tax-free scholarship and i was like making doing some marking and doing some odd things but rent was about 60 to 80 dollars including internet and and power so it's like yeah I'm, I'm golden you know i just need to make some more money so i can buy a house and live my life and and that was really how i set myself up from then on i was maybe 26 7 and from there, I wrapped up my PhD, my scholarship finished off. So I finally, finally graduated with my PhD in 2018. So only about uh, three years ago now. And from there, it was like, how do I, how do I make money? How do I make money doing what I love? And this has led me to the point where I am now. Like I absolutely love educating. I love helping athletes. I love learning. I love experimenting on myself. I love training and so the last few years has been about how to make a consistent actual living out of this out of doing you know stuff like this and that's what i want to share on this channel to hopefully you know help up and coming coaches to understand the demands of the financial demands and requirements on your time and how to charge for your time and just the whole world of social media because even if you're not a coach and you're an athlete wanting to know what what heart rate zones should I be running at? How should I structure my workouts and training peaks? How should I analyze my race? How should I get into um, you know a pacing strategy? What nutritional interventions should I be you know experimenting with at what times in my training? I I want to go over all of that, but I think it's it's all encompassing, right? And I I believe I have. Um, a lot of experience and, and knowledge to pass on and maybe i'll bring some people on but otherwise i just want to offer you know weekly quick catch-ups on what i've been up to how i implement sports science within my uh my training and and applying to athletes and also just some of the business stuff if that's what is of interest of people and so that's going to be dr will's straight to tape so it's going to be weekly live on facebook hopefully i'll set up instagram you know youtube but i'll upload it to youtube and it's been put straight onto the podcast now so just have a look for that dr wills straight to tape anyway i'll let everyone get on with their day and uh i'll catch you later